All right. What was your favorite movie of 2019? That's a very um, good question. I think I saw about four movies total. How did you uh, see one it, was, it was definitely the Avengers ones. Come on. <laughs> Surprisingly, my favorite movie from last year wasn't even a movie that came out last year. My favorite movie from last year was Dunkirk. Dunkirk? Mm. Yeah. That's the favorite was movie that I last, year? last year. It wasn't last year. It came out, I think, 2017 or 18. Yeah. But I only watched it last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I wonder what movie we're talking about now. <laughs> I would say... My favorite movie of last year is probably Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. I had okay, the most so fun that, in that That's one. a hot take. Because <laughs> uh, that movie was objectively bad. And I it say that as somebody who enjoyed oh it. Oh, no. It was, it's it a was terrible movie. amazingly bad. It is but so bad. So <laughs> that's the Fast and Furious franchise in general. They're all horribly done, but so entertaining. I mean, it did set the tone right off the bat, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to jump off a building. <laughs> and tackle another guy while in free fall and survive. Yeah. Because um, that is how it works, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But here's, here's, here's my thing with Hollywood movies, though. How do you distinguish between what's, you know, kind of record breaking or award winning? Do you determine that by, like, how much, like, how much money these movies are making or just whoever the people are who are nominating these movies for, like, awards? I, I think it kind of depends on the metrics you're using, right? Right. Because here's the thing, like I think a lot of people don't understand that Hollywood awards are not voted by people. It's voted by okay, they're voted by people, but not like the common man, like your critics. Right? Like mm-hmm. the they're, they're voted by critics, the Academy. Well, I mean, we're kind of critics, aren't we? We are, but we're, we're not part of the Academy. To be, <laughs> I don't think the Academy wants to invite us in. Mm-hmm. You just said you like Tom's and Shaw. Exactly. Yeah, you are disqualified. Already disqualified from that. <laughs> that is probably look at you like no. <laughs> But I mean, would you would you count Netflix movies as a movie? Like, what, what would you say about oh, that? Yeah, yeah. That's this is where it gets good. suspicious because, like, the Academy is a bunch of like elitists. Yes, they're all a bunch <laughs> of elitists, right? And they're trying to keep Netflix out of it, right? That's Even right. though Netflix yep. drops some mm-hmm. really great movies. I remember the year um, Beasts of No Nation came out, and I was yeah. like, I was like, that should have w- definitely won a couple awards. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of movies that should have won well, awards. Like, this year, like The Irishman is a Netflix movie, right? The and Irishman, then it got nominated, exactly. Right? As multiple nominations. Mm-hmm. It's like a top thing. So is it, is yeah. it for Best Picture? Yeah. But The Irishman is because it's Martin Scorsese. Uh, so he's like the director. And then mm-hmm. even then, they had to go through loops, loopholes to get The Irishman into theaters, right? right. So true. Netflix had to go buy a bunch of theaters to play their movie. I did notice mostly with the Golden Globes, though. This is just something I did notice, okay? Uh-huh. Most of the directors who won, you know, awards for Best Picture or whatever, compared to last year, this year it was, like, all, like, men. No female directors, like, at all. No, uh, Little Woman this year? Was, was it Little Woman a female yeah, director? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel Little Woman was a woman. Because, uh, like, it was a thing. Like, a lot of people were, like, happy for okay, that. Okay, 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 that's good. I'm, I'm okay. not certain, though, but I, I do think Little Woman was a, uh, was a woman. Okay, uh, okay. Who, who's Sam Mendes again? Do you know who that is? No, that's, a, that's a guy, though. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes uh, is, um, is that 1917? Who did 1917? Sam Mendes, yes. Yeah, Sam, yeah, Sam, Sam Mendes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Little Woman was Greta. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Again. Okay, so go we, got, we got one woman. Look at that. Nice. You know. But then the thing it's, is, it's like progress, small progress. The academy's <laughs> always been kind of like reparations. <laughs> reparations. <laughs> the academy's always been a weird. Way it's like always been a boys' club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like there haven't been that many like people of color, that many female directors in it to begin mm-hmm. with. But see, that's the thing, though. We're in 2020, not 1917. But you know, what? I I feel like <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> that is so How bad. What? No, we are so in bad. 2020. Not 1917. 
Okay, is that your segue? That's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the movie 1917. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to Northern Critic. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Samwaka. Michael Novakshinov. And we do have a guest here. Shay Adenji. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> See, Mike, that's 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 more stoic, you know. Oh, okay, just, sure. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like we have to have two stoic people in the booth. Two stoic people, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I was going to introduce myself, you know, you know Lance Corporal Shinobi. But <laughs> Man's Corporal Shinobi. <laughs> I think I would just call myself by like General Simwaka. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. General Kenobi. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> I General have Shinobi. Yeah. <laughs> you have the higher ground. Oh, yeah, you know. Our only enemy is time. Yeah, because we're all getting old and we die eventually. So <laughs> I don't know. Two hours that movie took about a year off my life. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh, was, that, was, that was that was stressed. That was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I may I let myself get into the movie, obviously, but you got lost in the movie. Lost, <laughs> I, I got a little too lost in it. <laughs> you got too invested. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, we haven't. Even, well, yeah, we'll get into the movie. Northern Critic is a film review podcast which looks at popular audience host handpicked films based on plot, cinematography, casting, and style. All of the review points are solely based off our own opinions as your hosts and our guests on the show. As those opinions are. generally are. Yeah, pretty much. So if we say a movie is great or bad, or hilarious. Probably bad. right. <laughs> We're probably right. Probably right. I got like to say my opinion is right and you're wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> That's the most condescending thing <laughs> anyone could ever say. <laughs> my opinion's right and yours is wrong. I would never <laughs> say that. I just imply it. <laughs> I, okay. Right. Let me put it in a better way. You're allowed to have a different opinion. Okay. It's just wrong. You're <laughs> ah. <laughs> entitled to be wrong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you can't be right all the time. I'm right all the time. You're wrong. <laughs> Shay, what do you think? So let's talk about why Uchi's <laughs> wrong about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So I don't know. I think you and me are going to agree on this movie a lot, though. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I'm probably going to be the difficult one today. <laughs> so Sam is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we are reviewing the critically award winning movie. <laughs> 1917. Is it award-winning? If wait, has that's that's because haven't happened yet. Have they? I mean, the oh, movie was totally right. Oscar bait, so it's going to get something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but then how many Oscar bait movies come out every single year, though? How many Oscar bait movies are war movies? Marriage Story. <laughs> wait, Marriage Story. Is <laughs> that's a war, a war movie. movie. No, 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 no. But it's such a war in a home. Isn't oh my god, that would be so great. Marriage Story, like they're in the oh kitchen, like I can't believe you did this. Takes out a knife, and like the epic music starts playing in the background. Lance Corporal. John or whatever starts <laughs> running across the kitchen like no <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness 1917 released January 10th of 2020 so it was released in select cinemas before the year started oh. but officially everyone could see it like um, the wider public release yeah, was January, January 10th. 10th yes 
Um, the movie was directed by Sam Mendes. He was also the director of Skyfall and Spectre. Also the two James Bond movies. Yeah. Also American Beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got a decent, you know, kind of backlog of good movies. If you're into the whole, you know, super spy and more, um, what's the word? Nuanced movies? I guess that's that's how I would say that. I wouldn't call James Bond very nuanced, <laughs> but... <laughs> The sad thing is I didn't watch the last two James Bond movies because they kind of get boring in the second half, to be honest. Like, the first half is fun, and then, like, the second half just kind of starts dragging on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Mission Impossible movies have just been better James Bond movies lately. <laughs> That's true. So yes, because true. they start with an American. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you don't have to do the whole James Bond etiquette thing, yeah. you know? So the movie budget for 1917 was actually 90 million dollars. Oh. Same price as um, same price tag as Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Actually, interesting. That's yeah. not that surprising because a lot of movies yeah. nowadays are a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and like the cast for this movie is very impressive. Like they had Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> and so the <laughs> and he was in the movie for what? Four seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> barely in the movie. So <laughs> like that was a lot of money. Oh people. my goodness! Yeah, the cast has George McKay as Will Schofield. It has mm-hmm. Dean Charles Chapman as Thomas Blake. Um, it has Andrew Scott as the f- you know the lieutenant, the the one with the cigarette who's you know pouring a, cool a bunch guy. of anointing oil on them. Um, he was also in Sherlock, I believe. He was uh, James mm-hmm. Moriarty in oh. Sherlock. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> love Sherlock. Uh, there was Mark Strong from Kingsman. You know, yeah, I recognized him. Yeah. I couldn't place where he was when I was watching the movie, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, <laughs> he had a beard this time. Yeah, when, you know, he wasn't bald. I guess we're used to seeing. No, no, him he bald. had a head like the whole t- the entire two minutes he was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we have yeah, as we mentioned, Benedict Cumberbatch. So this movie tree is Oscar bait. It's like, got like all these impressive actors mm-hmm. in it for just like what? Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, it, do, it, do you want to observate? No, no. Def- not cats. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, if whatever the opposite of it is. <laughs> it, cats is gonna win. What's the name of the award? The raspberry best special effects. Best special. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, no, that's best costumes. Maybe I don't no, know. Not even close. Advancements in CGI. <laughs> Advancements in CGI. <laughs> Movie made only using deep fakes. <laughs> I remember when people were freaking out saying that deep fakes would cause the end of the world. I bet you no one saw cats coming. No one saw cats. Do you guys want to know how many nominations 1917 had? Sure. Yeah. Well, actually, I can just call them out. So, Academy Award for Best Picture. Academy Award for Best Director. Academy Award for Best Original Music Score. Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. I'm not done yet. Academy Award for Best Cinematography. Of course. Critics' Choice Award for Best Action Movie. Action movie. <laughs> <laughs> what an action for, movie. For a thriller, yeah. So that's all in all about six? Six nominations. Yeah, mm. six nominations. And there's probably more in like other... Like, I don't think yeah, it deserved yeah. music. Like yes. nor- normally music jumps out at me. Like That's one thing that I consider myself mm-hmm. pretty uh, well-versed in, and I don't think that it deserves did, it. Did you listen to Wafering Preacher? Um, Johnny Cash, that song, when he s- the guy signed it. Like that, I'm going home to see my brother. Oh yeah, oh, that, yeah, that, that was good. That, that was, was uh, that, was that deserves good. an Oscar on its own. Man. I tell you that. <laughs> 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 I guess, I guess so. Yeah, it was. It was that was. That was. It was very like solemn. You know, very. 
It yeah, but it didn't jump out at me, right? Yeah. Like, normally if it's good, it'll jump out at you. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, if it was supposed to fit into the background, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't remember the soundtrack. Exactly. Honest. That's yeah. the problem. I, I remember thinking once, oh, that's pretty good music. Oh. Um, but. W- wait, no, my that scene in the town at night with like the light thing going off like the dogfight I think in the sky and, oh like, the that's that's burning. probably the part where like they nailed best cinematography because it was kind of it was very artistic in a way oh, I was also going to say that's the scene where I remember the music the most from because mm-hmm. that was kind of yeah. like really yeah. good yeah. Yeah. I actually remember that final run yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, that that was a good one too. That was a good yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the video going around of like them vi- like shooting the run? No, I didn't. And it was like one cool take, and but the, the impressive thing is this guy running for a minute thirty seconds, no stop. Exactly, I was yeah. impressed. Yeah. So for those of you listening, that's actually something really cool about this movie. This entire movie is shot to look like a one take. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you hardly. I think the only part where it really cuts off is when. Um, I know. I will be surprised. Knocked out. You'd be surprised how many times it actually cuts out. Yeah. Each scene. Well, is no. About seven I mean, it's minutes. a quote unquote fake yeah, one shot, yeah. right? Yeah. So because well, like, I mean, you it, could never do this movie in one take. Oh, definitely. Right? You can. No. You can never like messes up a line and then you have to start <laughs> again. <laughs> the thing is, like, if you know where to look for where the cuts would be, you know them well. It's right. Like when it pans past like a brick wall, when it pans into a dark room, those are like cool cuts or something quickly step in front of the camera that's yeah. another Those one are like cuts yeah exactly um, so the premise of this movie is we have two British soldiers Lance Corporal Will Schofield and Lance Corporal Thomas Blake um, they receive orders to deliver a message that would uh, uh, inherently change the outcome of uh, British advance into German lines after the Germans you know did a fake re- retreat a basically. fake retreat yeah um, it's a very time sensitive mission and the entire movie is uh, those two lance corporals getting that message to the frontline British battalion before all of those guys, you know, kind of fall into that trap of being ambushed. Ambushed, yes. Um, yeah, movie was one take. We talked about that too. Uh, I, the one question I did have though, it's a British movie, guaranteed. It's classified under British movies. Okay. Yeah. How come British movies aren't classified as international the way movies like Parasite are? Because I don't know. Because it's not American. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you I know, can't believe people are starting that right it's a, like it's 10 a, minutes into the podcast. <laughs> it's a um, European movie, uh, it's but it's awesome. not categorized under international. I think it's because the British look down upon everybody. Um, <laughs> so we're the international. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's the thing. Even Canadian movies are classified under <laughs> international. Yeah. So it makes no sense. I'm honestly thinking it's just because the British have enough population to give it a really large budget. And they have an established sort of cinema scene. Right. Um, so but then look international at like is France, though. It, but international is technically like a little bit lower budget and sort of like it has cultural markers in it that you can tell, right? Mm-hmm. You think That's maybe generally what it has, like the production company? Because I'm right now on the Wikipedia and I see it's like DreamWorks pictures as well. Oh, well, that's yeah. also. And DreamWorks <laughs> is a factor. I almost think it's because of the market as well. It's also going to be like tailored to an American market, right? Exactly. The World War One is something, you know, not the American market is not going to be feeding off Parasite the way that it's going to mm-hmm. be off the World War One. Story. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Even like the distribution for the movie is done by Universal Pictures in the US yeah. mm-hmm. and E1 in the UK, right? So maybe that's why. I guess that makes sense. I can just be the cynical software. The fact that it's short in English might be why. <laughs> That's a good thing you brought up, though, because, like, the fact that international movies in the Oscars, they have to be categorized in, like, a foreign language, at least more than half of the movie. Oh, yeah. So for yeah. it to be... It, yeah, yeah I, I mean, That's I probably guess. why Canadian fits in, because we have French. French, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was thinking, like, mm, Quebec. Yeah. Ah, I guess that's fair enough. 
Because that's like know. the whole big debate from like last year with the movie Roma, mm-hmm. which I didn't watch, but according to everyone, was probably the best movie that ever came out that year. Mm-hmm. And it was put inside international instead of best picture. Right. Like people lost their mind over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because it's, it's kind of weird how you have that. But I guess they have their reasons. I really can't put them in the position to kind of switch that up a little bit. Oh, you can. Like you can judge them from the outside, but yet again, judge them from the outside, stream into the void. Yeah, into the void. Yet again, because the Academy is just like a closed system mm-hmm. where they don't we really have to listen to us. Oh yeah, that's you know yeah. yeah. Um, what are the? Let's jump into initial thoughts. Uh, I guess Michael, do you want to go first? I was stressed. Into this movie? I, I've said this already, but I let myself get really deep into the movie, and I walked out of that theater just like a ball of anxiety. <laughs> and I was watching it with my cousin and my brother, and they both had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's because we were in the VIP section and we were just really comfortable Ooh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I've never been there before. It's it, ha- it has nothing on uh, fancy. Those reclining Ooh. seats that they have down in a uh, Grant. Grant yeah. better. I like advertise that grand See, the park. Thing, the only thing theater, I like about the yeah. VIP is the fact that how big the chairs are. Those things are massive. I think the recliners are actually larger. Really? Yep. I know. I was more comfortable in the recliners. But point being, <laughs> I was not comfortable in that theater because I was tense as hell. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed how it just... At first... Okay, are we going into spoilers here? Uh Initial thoughts. We'll get into spoilers okay. when we kind of um, start it, dissecting. It pulled off a couple things that actually did surprise me a little bit, mm-hmm. and that really helped in ramping up the tension. Right. I don't ever thought or think that I thought during the movie that they were actually going to fail, right. um, but I wasn't sure in what capacity they are going to succeed. Right. And that really sort of helped contribute to the sense of tension it was trying to create. Okay. Um, okay. That's part of it. And the actors did a really good job mm. um that they really captured sort of that sense of shell shock during the sen- the second half of the movie right yeah. which really contributed to it in my opinion okay all right all right Uchi, you want to go next sure i have like kind of more mixed feelings about this movie mm. oh before you finish i just want to add sort of one thought okay. okay i thought the movie was excellent but it's not the type of movie that i enjoy so there is like a distinction that I want to put there. Okay. I recognize that I think the movie is really, really, really good, but it's not something that I would watch again or that I would watch if it wasn't like perfectly executed. Mm. Okay. Okay. So when I say the movie is an eight out of ten, it's just because it isn't my genre. That's really right. what it boils down to. Is right? something it, you watch on the yeah. mm-hmm. okay. I would only watch something like this in theaters. My opinion. You're unfallible. You're infallible? I am right. I am always right. (laughs) Okay, for me, this movie is kind of weird, right? Because, like, Mm -hmm. I enjoy the way it was shot. I thought that was really great. I enjoy what I was trying to do with the tension and the characters and the sense of, like, anxiety it's trying to build. Mm -hmm. I even really like the general plot of the movie, right? I thought that was well written but I think the biggest thing for me especially a movie like this is because it's a movie about two characters right or like a bunch of characters and I didn't like the characters as much Mm -hmm. I felt like they were kind of not bleh I just didn't like them were you not just (laughs) invested in the characters because you didn't know enough about them 
it's not even like I didn't know enough about them because throughout the movie they do tell us about the characters mm-hmm. more, right? Right. But I just didn't care for them. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I wasn't really invested mm-hmm. in the characters, so to speak, as I was in their survival. Uh, yeah. Right, right? Right. I was invested in the characters as an arc, like a plot device. The characters are so a much plot device. I think this is one of the things with like war movies, especially war movies based on like, this is based on something that could have ha- that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Well, or it's it's it, apparently it's based off of a it's based off of a one of the stories of, of what happened. Um, yeah. you know, one of the veterans. Yeah, at the, at the end of the movie, they say thanks for like the war stories. War stories, or whatnot. yeah. Exactly. So it kind of implies that this is something that happened in some capacity, mm-hmm. even though they've taken like artistic liberty with it, right? Yeah. Right. So like, I feel bad because I want to compare it to Dunkirk, which I believe did this whole anxiety movie thing way better. <laughs> Is the fact that Dunkirk follows a group of more characters, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a sense that people would die right away, and all this stuff happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dunkirk's based on a true event, so mm-hmm. right. With 1917, it's based on a true event, but because agree. we're only following two characters for most of the movie, it's kind of like no, you're gonna make it. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know? So it kind of removes this sense of tension, especially like this one scene where we talk about actual spoilers, where I just knew like. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like right. I know you'll be fine. So like that kind of removes that sense of like, yeah, sense of disbelief. That's the best way I can put it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. You know what? We'll get into this in the spoiler section as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our guest. Yeah. So uh, first, I'm just going to tell you what you said, Michael. Um, how you talked about tension. The same thing. That's what I felt with the movie because it was like more open spaces and everything. I just feel like at any point, like something. Not just bad, but something terrible could happen. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, there's landmines. There's you know stuff all around the place. It's open. It's scary. Like you're watching a movie. I watch a movie by myself, and I was like, there's breeze touching me. You know, like my, <laughs> yeah. my legs were getting cold. I was like, okay, I, I love the movie, so I was like, in. I was invested in that movie. Is right? somebody yeah. about to shoot at? You know, you know, like they could get sniped at any point. You yeah, know? it's like yeah. that was crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And that was one point I was gonna bring up uh, mm-hmm. later is that I think the movie would have benefited from several more characters. You know, right. just so that. Like it uh, sounds horrible, but just so they could have died, right? Because that would have really not <laughs> dialed that tension up even yeah. more, and, right? And that's that's almost the thing he says when he talks about Dunkirk. Like in Dunkirk, it's a whole group of people, so right. you can fold them as a group. You know that some people are gonna die, you're gonna enjoy that, right? When well, it's two people, enjoy people die. Like, and that's the thing with me. When I started the movie, I was like, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I know they're a team, right? But I, you gotta root for one person, right? And that's kind of almost what I was like. I was left, you know. I I didn't know what to do. I mm. just I loved it, but uh, they could have done better. They could have done better. All right, I guess I'll go. Sure. I did say I was going to be a difficult one with this movie. I, cinematography-wise, this movie blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, the whole one-take shots, some of the scenes in it stood out. It was great. However, there's two war movies that I kind of use as like a benchmark for a great war movie. Okay. And those are Fury the one with Brad Pitt, oh, yeah. and Saving Private Ryan. Mm. This, <laughs> 1917, was not as good as those two movies, in my opinion, as far as the overall scale of attention you, like you pay to the end of, connection, I guess, rather. To you pay characters. to the individual characters, yeah. yes. That is where this movie did fall short, mm-hmm. those characters. There, there were a few technical things too, but we'll get to that when we start dissecting it a little bit more, which is where I was kind of like, 
fifty fifty on it because in my it in my opinion it was more it's a great movie best like it like completely deserves its nomination for best you know cinematography however you know best i don't know best directing maybe or even like music score like you said i don't know that just seems kind of iffy um yeah i think that's that's pretty much yeah i wouldn't give it writing so to speak right because there wasn't anything that was uh particularly subversive or engaging about it like it was right. very simple right right and there was no, there was no nuance that's exactly. what it was here's my thing i think a lot of people should be careful f- like writing need to be subversive to be good yeah i know mm-hmm. th- i understand that because um, remember that show that yes, yeah the whole season eight as we subvert <laughs> everything <laughs> <laughs> and how terrible was that writing <laughs> yeah there's a lot that goes into be into good writing obviously. well yeah and um, and i mean even dialogue wise too i saw this movie with uchi right and i think there's a there's we'll get to that scene eventually when we start talking about it, but there's a scene in the movie where um some dialogue takes place where one of the characters just out of the blue starts monologuing and I look at Uchi, I'm like, all right, dude, like, we don't have time for this, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I think so. that's one of the things with this movie as well, where because it's two characters, you can't have to have monologues. Yeah. There's well, no other way to re-give. Like, another point where we would have benefited from multiple characters, right? Yeah. Like yeah. five. Mm-hmm. But multiple characters not the best case scenario. He's seen Six Underground? <laughs> okay, I mean, Six Underground. Okay, uh, Six Underground is a different kind of movie, <laughs> a different kind of beast. And we'll, maybe one day we'll review Six Underground <laughs> if we convince Michael to watch it. No, he was, he oh. was a good man. I'm gonna dig my heels in. Did you know him? Did you know him? I never knew him, but I think he was a good man. Why are you crying? <laughs> because the script demands it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, but like that's the thing of this movie because it's mostly two characters. You have to have like info dumps mm-hmm. to yeah. tell relevant characters it'll be like okay, we're going more in depth we're doing spoilers now right uh, yeah well I'll start off the scenes but yeah go ahead the first scene uh, when, when he's talking to general I don't remember the general's name mm-hmm. yet again here's another thing with this movie there's so many ca- there's so many characters that's like pop in for like a minute or two then dip out that you don't remember their names mm-hmm. so the first scene when he's talking to the general where he's given where the general's given the two their mission it's just a massive info dump. Right. It's like the Germans it, were here. Yeah. That's now they're gone. Fine, now though. they do this, that, this. I, that's fine, yeah. right? But then they have to go to the next. Then they, they leave the general. Mm-hmm. They're going to the. It was the private? Yeah, but here's the thing. The here's private, the thing. And then they repeat the information. Here's the thing with the, this movie that I've, I kind of noticed. This movie played like I was playing, you know, Call of Duty. That's what I was going to say just now. It, yeah, it played like a, like a video game, kind of. Where, in, you know, in video games, they kind of give you that whole opening exposition you're modeling them this is your job soldier you know <laughs> this is what you have to do go yeah. behind enemy lines and deliver the message before time runs out otherwise 1600 soldiers die you know and then that kind of kicks it off and then you know the rest of the movie is kind of 
you doing your Tomb Raider type stuff. Until it's you a movie if you're just going to checkpoints. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like even in video <laughs> games, like, as you're moving along, they keep updating you on what to do. Like, yeah. this movie, we just got, like, the whole thing in the first, like, you know, six minutes. We yeah. got the whole, like, we can't remember that for two hours. How long was the movie? Two no, hours? No, but then in the <laughs> movie's defense, the mission is very simple. Yeah, there's not much going on. <laughs> it's <laughs> <literally> just <laughs> get, get yeah. across the field. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 was that a bit too complicated <laughs> for you? you? Know, I, I mean, I'm a kid. <laughs> but no, but no, um, when you did mention the video game thing, it's actually very true, especially the cinematography. That's why I love it, right? Right. You're playing a video game, you're falling behind, you're watching, you know, you're, you're exactly. in the thing. Exactly. That's why, that's why you're a little bit more scared because if you're watching from like, you know, like a different broadcast angle, you're like, ah, I'm relaxed, right? Yeah. right. You're there, you're in the middle of the action. That's mm. kind of why. And I then you feel like tense. you are the character. There is a exactly. reason that yeah. horror games are way scarier than horror movies. Yes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Very true. Because in horror games, if you mess up, you die. You die. <laughs> horror movies, you. it's you sitting watching someone mess laughing up. at the shitty <laughs> dialogue <laughs> and <laughs> characters that deserve it. Well, it should be a thing, though. Yeah. Are you guys going to talk about? They're the movies. idiots going in the dark <laughs> room, <laughs> not you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a horror movie could ever win the Oscar. Ooh, Medea, a boo Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think if. So they actually committed to making a really good one you could pull it off like <laughs> hey, it was a good example hey was it yeah, nominated that's, that's true mm. no nominations for it exactly my point for Oscars not at all really yeah because <laughs> he okay Oscars are a snobby bunch of people where sure. nothing will ever be nominated like I don't think you can market it as a horror movie it no like if you wanted it to get an Oscar oh yeah yeah right? no it would have to be a a, a coming of age help. movie it would know, need like to be a, a drama because that's the only yeah. movies that get mm -hmm. Oscars like Pennywise no, no, no. is like in love with someone you and like that's, that's the whole reason why he's scaring kids you know yeah. the, the thing is like with the Oscars is what goes in like patterns right so mm -hmm. every single decade's got like whatever kind of movie mm -hmm. is more nominated like in the 70s was um, the gangster movies the right. 80s surprisingly was the action movies mm -hmm. right and it just keeps changing changing right Mm -hmm. As of late, it seems to be the movie about it's the movies about Hollywood. <laughs> I can't right now. I can't respect the Oscars because the only person who looks like me who has an Oscar is Denzel Washington. So I'm Marshall Ali and Mar yeah, yeah and Marshall Ali. That's true. So yeah. that's a different you know, problem. We're gonna get that's into a different time. problem. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. In my opinion, it's kind of like. There's there's a lot that like the it's important in terms of like you know not mm, like not getting. Really. I, I don't know getting buzz around movies in a sense but not really because like let's look at the mcu billions yeah. upon billions of yeah which money, is this comes back to but they've only had one oscar nomination yeah for arguably not the best superhero movie <laughs> of that year <laughs> which one was it black, black panther, panther. Yeah. Oh. black Panther. i love black panther okay you know for the, for the squad you know Reparations. <laughs> <laughs> but like black panther is not the best superhero movie ever made of Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I feel about, like, force stuff. Like, there was, like, they <laughs> the just force these things <laughs> the on us. The villain was so yeah. cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's the, kind of the same thing with, like, 1917, right? Yeah. I can see why it got nominated. Because, mm -hmm. technically, this movie is really great. Yeah. Check off the boxes. But, like, as yeah. a movie, it's probably not even going to be ranked as the best movie I've ever watched. Like, even yeah. now. It's not, I don't think it's even the best war movie. No, I would close. still take Fury over it. I'm putting Dunkirk over it. Dun even Dunkirk, yeah. There we go. That's that's even. I should have added Dunkirk to my my plethora. Of but no, no. Fury well. is like a good one to bring. Fury is a like, really good. I'm one. personally somebody who does even like action movies. So mm -hmm. I, I went to this movie just because I, you know, the Oscar buzz, right? I want to see what this is about. So right. I don't like action, but I watched it. I, it was pretty good in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But but Fury, I, I, 
there was action in Fury, right? But it was yeah. like, it was lovely action. You know, I, I exactly. got attracted, I'm, you know, attached to that movie. Exactly. That's, that's kind of what the difference is with, mm-hmm. um, f- with this movie. And f- with Fury, I kind of felt like, you know, there's a scene in Fury where, you know, y- and you know, the Germans attack or whatever, because, you know, the Germans are always the bad guys, as per usual in war movies. Um, and then, you know, the, the person they kill in that movie, you genuinely hate the Germans at that point. You you feel like, you know, <laughs> how could they do that? You know, so which is I never got that feeling with this movie. Well, well the first there's one thing to bring up here right. is this is World War One. That's yeah, true. And there is a very different context uh, between, between the first yeah, World yeah, War. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. World that's War One was just two empires going at it. There was no villain. Right. World War One is right. no villains. World War One was just a complete shit show of mm-hmm. e- European politics and mm-hmm. it just sparked w- stupidity yeah. right that's the best right. way to put it mm-hmm. World War 2 there's a clear bad guy right right, right. alright if so I have to spell it off when I'm not there it's <laughs> the Nazis <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Nazis are not good people <laughs> yeah surprise surprise <laughs> but like I think the problem with this is that this is also kind of not a traditional war movie like the way we see Fury and whatnot. Because at no point do you really see them slugging out across the field, shooting at each other. Right. No. It's more like sneaking around mm-hmm. on yeah. time limit. Right. Um, so this movie starts out, you know, with uh, Thomas and Will in the field. This, the one whole one take shot again. It's kind of panning and zooming out. And then you have a sergeant come up, you know, kick him and be like, the general wants to see you now, you know. And then <laughs> they go in to see the general. Uh, this is where this is the first part where I was like, oh, it might be one of those kind of dialogue-ridden movies where the general goes, "I hear you're good with maps," you know, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I'm and then, wish that. yeah, you know, I, yeah. he never calls that again the entire mm-hmm. movie that he's good at maps. But, <laughs> but anyways, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I I know a few things. I'm good enough. Um, walk east. Yeah, I walk. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was the weirdest instructions too, because you show him a map, but then you're telling him find the trees that lead to the river, that lead down into. And I'm like, but but you just asked him if he was good at maps, so. Well, this is this isn't Google Maps. We don't have a little point. Like you have to be able to find out where you are on the map, right? Right. And right. I think and that's the implication there is that <laughs> not everybody could just pick up a map, look yeah. at their surroundings, and go, "Oh, I am right here." Right. Because the right. thing is, like he he, was, he only looked at the map once and knew where he had to go. And top of that, this is also like I mean, Europe. he could he could just take like a copy of the map with him too, right? I think they don't want to take the copy of the map because it's you know important Valuable. information. Yeah. Okay, you but he, they had a letter. What was the letter going to do if, like, say, you were captured by the Germans? But why couldn't they put the map on the back of the letter or something? No, no, if the because the, the map probably had information about where they were stationed. Yeah, that's oh, a good point. Okay. So if the Germans captured the map, they'd be like, oh. But no, 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 to advance, remember? Yeah. So, so the Germans know they're coming in. The Germans know they're coming so either in. Either way, right? the Germans no, no, know where the, the army Ger- is. But if the map had the information about where the generals are stationed, oh, the, the Germans, general. the Germans know where the front line is, but the generals are not stationed at the front line. No. So no, if no, the no. map had the information where the generals are, regardless, the generals are the Germans. A, I'm confused. It's an itty bitty plot hole. That's right. a tiny plot hole to right. okay. in okay. this movie. E- okay. Even if okay. it is one at all. Okay. So I don't think it's really worth getting hung yeah, up and that's, debating I guess this so. for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So eventually, you know, they, they, they take the mission. Uh, the Both of them, they meet. Um, uh, 
I forget his name now. He was he was James Moriarty, James Moriarty in Sherlock. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, well, we're going to, you know, go over. So now they talk about the uh, no man's land, I guess, uh-huh. which is well, that's common, a common theme in World War One. Beautiful yeah. execution of no man's land. By definitely. The way. No definitely. Land amazing. Definitely. Uh, you know, and that at that point in time, I was like, they needed Wonder Woman because she's she was, she was the only person who like walked. Yes, into but it Wonder Woman's not real. Way. So. I know, I know, I know. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even that person. Like, she's not <laughs> no, real. No, like have your like shots of the fingers on the top of the ladder, just like you know, coming out. Anyways, <laughs> um, eventually you have, uh, you know, James Moriarty kind of like, well, you know, it's your funeral if you go out. He gives them a flare. And tells them to use it if they get across to the like to behind the gem- the initial German lines, um, and then he says like they should just take care of the flare because he would want it back if he could, which is an, also another piece of dialogue that never gets used again. Cause no, like, he no, throws no. the flare gun away, which yeah, is actually away? pretty funny. Oh okay, oh yeah, yeah okay. Because yeah. yeah. well, like he, if you no, he, he fires he the flare off, he just chucks it on the ground, and they forget about they it. They forget about it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he even <laughs> said it was like if you die, try to throw the f- try to throw it back because yeah. it's hard for us to get it. Oh, that's what he meant. Okay. Well, now, yeah, so I guess he just throws it to the floor to be like, well, you can come get it now. Because um, yeah, of the implications that the Germans are gone, so they're going to They're gone, right. Yeah. So eventually they get to the trenches, the German trenches, which is, you know, from the German initial line before they went back. Um, they go into this little kind of bunker. And, you know, they kind of find out that the Germans were living a lot nicer yeah. life. You know, they kind of had like yeah. bunk beds this and everything. This was a real thing that happened in yeah. World War One. So the Germans were, were <laughs> the Germans had like, a lot more facilities in their trenches because yeah. they were there for the long haul. Oh yeah, I so they were more comfortable. Though. Like when I saw that, because I, I don't know nothing about the war, I'm not a fan of the war. But like, how how much time do they take in preparing these things? Because that place is nicer than my apartment. Like you don't. <laughs> <say, it's> like, <laughs> what you testify, man? Uh, like, no, 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 no. He's like, my place is nice. <laughs> he's, he's on no, something you else. You know what I'm saying, right? Like how, this, this is the war. You know, in the top, it's like Power Rangers. We talked about like. like these guys are taking so long to, you know, build themselves up. Why can't we just right. attack them while right. they're, like, you know, putting their nice little furnishing in there, you know? <laughs> because, well, they because probably prepared for the war, like, way ahead of time. Well, too, no, once right? they set up, they just, they knew they were going to be there forever. They knew they weren't going to get across no man's land. Mm-hmm. So they, they figured, well, you know what? We may as well make the best, make, of, it. Make the best of it, right? That's, that's because, the tr- like, the... The movie did not do the uh, conditions in the trenches, just, trenches right. justice, right? Right. Like, that was horrible, what was going <laughs> on, especially on the British side of the trenches. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Germans did have it a little bit better. I think it was the first war. Yeah. Because of the fact that they are running, like, water into them or whatever, right? No, running something. I mean, yeah. like, the problem is a lot of, like, movies and even video games kind of didn't depict the reality of World War One, like, People weren't advancing. No, it was a stalemate. No, it was yeah, yeah, That's you why No Man's Land was a thing, things, right? And you stayed there yeah. for like months on end. And yes. they even mentioned this in the movie. It's last man standing. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. that's the only way the war ends. Mm-hmm. Like no also, they so did a really good job. I give the movie props for this of showing the muddy terrain of No Man's Land because No Man's Land was known. Cause, you know, initially they started out with horses at first when the first started like sending yeah. cavalry's over and because it was so muddy and so heavy like they were it was just so easy to pinpoint people like cavalry's yeah. right yeah. so horses didn't work that's why you kind of saw a bunch of dead horses around no man's land as well uh when they were kind of walking across um and then you they, they then they started sending ta- i think what uh, what the british sent their first tanks over they weren't the best tanks because it was world war one and then those kind of got you know mud everywhere and they get jammed and then they can't move anymore so it was just hard all around. So you couldn't even advance your machinery over. Yeah. Because of because of just how 
muddy and, and the shells had turned it into just like the a sh- like the shell bomb has destroyed the land yeah exactly mm-hmm. so you, you bomb the land it gets destroyed it rains mud winter yeah. comes it freezes over it falls exactly. it just gets worse and worse and worse and why we saw in the movies in 1917 this war has been going on since 1914 yeah yes exactly so it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while all right so eventually you know they kind of get they, you know, they advance into the bunker, the German bunkers, and then they come across trip lines. This is this is where. Okay, so yeah. this <laughs> is probably my favorite part of the movie, is actually. It, yeah. Okay. Um, because the that was the first time that the characters actually felt in danger, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was by no fault of their own. Yeah, oh, that was the best part. <laughs> so basically, what happens in this part of the movie is they enter the German bunker they're looking around they see all these bunk beds and they're going like wow these guys have it way better than us and so they start poking they see bags hanging they're looking for food they um, find food. Yeah, they find some food. Yeah. Um, and then one of the characters, I think it's uh, Schofield. The Will? Tall, yeah, the taller guy. Yeah, or Will, one, of the, one of them. One yeah. of them looks down and he goes, don't move. And he sees a tripwire leading mm-hmm. to some explosive, right? Right. So they both freeze and they're about to disarm it and you see this rat <laughs> climbing across <laughs> the ceiling. It grabs some of the food, it falls down and it hits the tripwire. No, it didn't hit the tripwire yet. It walked, oh, no, yeah, it it walked the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And then it dragged the food over the tripwire. Like, <laughs> you know what I loved so much about that scene? Uh, they it almost got killed by a German rat. By a rat. Yeah. My favorite thing Even about their rats were that bigger. scene <laughs> the is British not rat. the actual scene. It's w- in the theater where we were watching mm-hmm. on my left was like some guy and behind me are these two girls right and the guy flinched when the rat dropped and the girl screamed yeah oh yeah yeah and they could feel the bunch of girls behind us just screamed at that explosion and you're like oh snap and then it gets (laughs) dragged across and then an explosion and it was so good I actually jumped I actually jumped it startled me Um, (laughs) like that rat oh that rat is so great I and it know. just it really captured the nature of just what kind of random event could take could, these guys yeah, out. Could take right? these guys out. That's true. And like And if we had more characters, mm-hmm. somebody could have died there. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's Will, Will definitely should have died. He should have died. Yeah, definitely. Have four characters, that should have been number one. <laughs> <laughs> number one gone. Will definitely should have died. You know, something but, really you know funny. the rat posed a greater threat than the Germans did in this movie. Yes. Actually. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred uh, percent. So you know you kind of have where Will is under a bunch of rubble after the tripwire explosion, and then Thomas has to like physically pull him out of the rubble while right? the ca- it's like caving in on top of the yeah while th- while yeah you know there's a bunch of rocks falling everywhere, and then you know because there's so much you know rock and sand in Will's eyes he can't see anything. Yeah. That's a lot of character building for uh, Thomas. Because <laughs> <laughs> And then they're, you know, they're running like kind of in the tunnel way because they find like an opening at the end of the hall, at the end of the hallway. But then there's a huge gap in the middle. So Thomas jumps over the gap. Will still can't see. And he's like, just trust me. And I was like, are you serious? man? (laughs) Are you joking right now? Dude, I can't see. And you want me to jump? <laughs> okay, <And> just <laughs> one question. Yeah. yeah. Why the fuck was there a giant crack that went down into the abyss <laughs> when they were in a bunker? <laughs> that didn't make any sense. <laughs> and that made me go like, I, I didn't even think really? about that. Really? Think about that. The, the, plot. Listen, the Germans dug a that, really deep hole. That, that sequence <laughs> felt like a video wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. The cave is collapsing. You've got to make it to the other end. There's this hole that goes down to, like, I don't know, hell or something. Can you oh imagine that the goodness. Germans set up this elaborate trap and they're walking away like, hey, what if they escape this? 
Hmm. Build a giant trench. trench. This will stop them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It it crafted some really good tension in the moment. No, definitely, definitely. There was there was good tension, but then you know you that was the thing with me, right? I watched all of it, and in the moment I felt the tension, but after it. I thought back and I was like, wait a second, mm. you know, there are a bunch of scenes. We'll get into those scenes. Yeah. I think for me, that was the most anxious I felt in the movie. Right. Yeah. Like every other, every other tense s- scene afterwards just didn't live up to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll discuss why. Yeah. Um, we'll discuss why. <laughs> so eventually, you know, they kind of get out of the, the bunker trenches, whatever. And then, you know, now they see, kind of see the open, like French, like prairies. Right. Um, and, <laughs> And then they find a village there, an abandoned village that's kind of, you know, wrecked. Clearly, like, people haven't been there in a while. It's been shelled. It's been, yeah, it's been shelled, basically. And then... uh, (laughs) For those of you listening, okay, this is an abandoned, shelled (laughs) village. And there's one cow... (laughs) On the no, horizon, it was, a village. it was a town, no, a house. It, it was a yeah, house. it was a house. It was literally like a farm with one house. There was a cow on the horizon. That's not as weird because it's the prairies, right? <laughs> but then there's a metal bucket of milk, warm, warm <laughs> milk. <laughs> no one's around for miles, but apparently someone milked the, the cow. cow. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering about that. <laughs> <Milking> <laughs> <cow>. <laughs> Wait, was the milk warm or did like he put his arm into the milk and then brought his hand out of it and it was like it's like it was warm enough and then he put his bottle in it. Do you think he was checking if it was warm enough or you know like when milk spoils and like it turns chunky? Yeah, maybe he was checking that. See, I mean, I guess I could have been milked a couple days ago. Yeah, because like we've you know when we buy stone milk, it's a long time for milk to be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I don't know. I'm trying to think why though. Who milked this cow? Yeah. Also, we're we're assuming because the Germans have backed away for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) So milking cows. (laughs) 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 That might have been that. Honestly, might have been it though, right? Is it just? It might have been the Germans, sort of one of their. Somebody just might. Somebody might have just gone back. It's like, hey, there's fresh milk, right? It might have been sort of a luxury that they yeah. had in the trench. But right? then we also get to a point in the movie too. Ahead, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but you know, you have one of the soldiers being the Germans killed all the cows, so we won't eat them. But they left one cow alive. But there was <laughs> left one cow. <laughs> Anyways, that that's besides the point. So you know, they're checking out the milk. You know, they finally get some some milk, and you know, they got food from earlier in the bunkers. And then they were watching a dogfight happen between two British planes and one German plane. Here's the second part that this movie makes me. Yeah, that was laugh. pretty. This is pretty tropey. Because there's a huge field, <laughs> but this crashing German plane decides to crash land into, right on top of them. into the little farmhouse. On top. Okay, here's the thing it's not like the plane chose there's to. ample space <laughs> to, to crash land. The the man that the plane crashes into them, <laughs> which yeah. is probably more annoying. The pl- the plane literally almost gets to them. Yeah, they nearly get hit by it. Yeah, but there's know, so much ample the main field space, so they can't die yeah. yet. <laughs> so eventually, the German soldier crashes into into them. They survive, and then the plane kind of catches on fire, and the German soldier is kind of screaming. Um, and then Will jumps in. Uh, well, Thomas does. At this first. point, it really doesn't matter what the names are. Yeah, the two. Okay, the two. The two guys. I mean, they're the main characters. They, they at least drag, deserve. They to, drag the German out yeah, of the plane. They, dra- they don't dra- want him to burn <laughs> to death, right? <laughs> they drag him out of the plane, and then you know Thomas is going, "Go get some water. He needs water or okay. milk or so, whatever." 
I kind of have a problem with this scene now. Okay. Because this is where, like, you learn about my weird GID. I'm done, like, people being killed, murdered, and stuff, mm-hmm. right? But you are a soldier in a fictional movie fighting the Germans. <laughs> Thank you. They are the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> you should probably kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I mean, I guess maybe in my head, I was, I was like, maybe they want to capture him to like no, interrogate. No, no. Even if they capture him, then what? I, I think that this sort of points to the reality of World War One is nobody wanted to be there. Right? Nobody right. wanted to be These there. These guys right. did not want to be in that war. They didn't want to be killing Germans. Yeah, they didn't exactly. want anything against yeah, them. Exactly. And they thought, well, let's just drag this guy out right? and mm-hmm. save him. Like, let's save him. He'll be grateful. We can wish both go our separate ways. But that's um, what happened. And there's probably many cases where this happened right, right? yeah there's a lot of cases in dog fights where this they just yeah. didn't take each other out because mm-hmm. they had mutual respect right right, right. so I think, I think they're just but, humanizing the characters at this yeah point because yeah. like i don't think uh the tall guy who's the tall one Schofield, will Schofield, will yeah will Schofield. Will necessarily you can't say he didn't want to be there because if you go a little further you know no when they were walking right talking about oh the yeah will thing, came back will to kind of wanted to be there yeah i think that's more of a the war changes people and they can't go back because that's 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 a a common phenomenon with soldiers right Mm -hmm. is once they've been into battle it it rewires their brain they can't be a civilian anymore Mm, it's just the PTSD that's literally what has happened to him Mm -hmm. right yeah and you kind of get that that air that like Will has more experience over Thomas Mm -hmm. too like he's yeah. He's the more kind of weary one. Age yeah, over pretty, yeah. beauty over age, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That? Will's <laughs> the one who suggested putting the soldier out of his misery. But yeah, Will suggested yeah. let's put him out of his misery. What Tom was like, no, we must save him, keep yeah. him alive. But then also, um, Thomas, I'm sorry. Like, I don't respect you, man, because you're a soldier. Uh, you, you've probably done some even basic soldier training, right? Yeah. Just the basics. Yeah. You should see when a soldier... A, a German soldier who has no use of his legs anymore because they're burned to bits. Are spoilers coming in now? Well, I mean, yeah, like we're forever. just we're yeah. getting okay. into the scenes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know. I'm he just... stabs him. Yeah, okay. he stabs <laughs> Thomas, who has mobility of both his legs and his arms, and Thomas just lets a German soldier who's who's on is who's sitting on his butt. Stab, well, stab in, him. In, in Thomas's defense, though, like the soldier was like pretty much on him, right? So that's yeah. a lot of weight, you know. So I mean, but Thomas could, I th- Thomas I could think stand. It's totally plausible that he got stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. Thomas okay. wasn't expecting to be stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's like, like, I'm, I'm saving this. Out, I'm right. saving a guy's life. Okay. He will I be guess. He'll be grateful. I guess. And I that's guess. where my thing kind of comes in mm-hmm. of why Thomas should have known better, right? Because like, yeah, here's the thing: if they dragged him out of the plane and left him there. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because I think there's even a line to where Thomas goes, like he stabbed me, and I was trying to save him or something silly like that. Yeah, and then you know, Will's kind of like, well, oh, like oh, this oh. is. Yeah, well, Will was actually really grateful about it. Like he did. Yeah, he, yeah. he didn't make. He didn't be like, yeah, I told you, bro. Like, yeah, should have known better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will was more like, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, you know, you gonna tell my told you something. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Like if me and Michael were chilling, and Michael did something stupid, it was about that. I'll be like, I told you. If he was dying, though. I told you, Michael, don't do that. But no, you didn't yeah. listen to me. Obviously, I'd be like, I'm sorry this happened to you, but oh you should have known better. <laughs> oh my goodness, you should have known better. Oh my goodness. So you eventually, and you got stabbed in the spleen. <laughs> See, I'm saying this because I know Michael would do the same thing to oh me. Oh my yes. goodness. So eventually, you know, that happens. Uh, Will, unfortunately, uh, Thomas, rather, unfortunately, dies. 
uh, from the stab wound, and then now it's all left to Will. And also, and we, for, we forgot in to that one we single moment. Yes. All tension is gone. Gone. Yes. yes and we forgot to also mention Thomas is invested in this mission because his older brother is part of the battalion that's that could be ambushed. Yeah. You know, later on. Yeah. So you know, he tells Will, you know, give give my brother, tell my brother and my mother. Random things, yeah, all of that stuff. Usual, like, soldier dying stuff. Yeah. Do you know Uh, something else I noticed about this scene? This scene is probably the first moment where I noticed that... I don't know how to describe the way time worked in this movie, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of like a loose interpretation of time. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were supposed to get there in 24 hours, was it? Mm -hmm. Eight hours. no, twenty-four hours. No, they because had twenty-four. Because Will, hours. Will oh, yeah. takes a yeah. We'll, and the we'll journey get to takes that. eight hours. Yeah, but like the the journey doesn't take eight hours. No, no, the, that's what they talked about at the beginning. Because they said like, oh, it's supposed it, to it take could eight ta- hours. It could take us about eight hours. I yeah, we go under so. the cover of night. It's only no, like two we'll, miles, right? We'll, yeah, Will said if we go under the cover of night, it'd be easier, it'll be faster yeah. and faster mm-hmm. and safer. Mm-hmm. While Tom was like, no, we must do this right now in case the attack happens. Right? Yeah, yeah. So this moment where like. Tom let out died right, mm-hmm. and then literally in the movie, like us watching like a second, a minute later, right, a whole British battalion just shows up, right? right? Yeah, so the British battalion shows up immediately. Thomas like bleeds out. Literally. Yeah, but that's the thing. Immediately, it wasn't immediate for Thomas and Will. No, it was. It, was. No, it no, definitely no, was. No, no, no. Time in this movie doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, there time one, works it's weird. one take. No, no, no. no. I time know works that it, I know that it's one take. It's but one take. I think that they tried to capture the fact that uh, Will went into sort of like a state of shock, shock. from watching his friend die. Yeah. Okay. So there is a time skip there, even though they don't explicitly show it to us. Okay. Yeah. That's how I interpreted it. Because there's, huh. there's also another scene that towards the end of the movie where it kind of works like that. It's not really. It's time doesn't work like the way time works in real life. I time is c- time in this movie compresses, expands, compresses, expands all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, it's, an arti- it's an artistic thing. It's an artistic okay. thing because okay. that's the only way you can explain this whole British battalion showing up literally a minute after. Yeah, Tom bled out and died from this German plane crashing. Uh, see, makes sense. But then you also forget that you know Will goes. You can you like you can try and make it. There's like a check post or yeah, whatever. you can try and make a it. checkpoint really but close it, by. Y- yeah, but the checkpoint is still a couple like maybe hours away or like no, 10, 20 minutes. I don't think it's hours it, it's, away. It's far because we never saw the checkpoint until a bit later on. Yeah, and that's the thing exactly. But, okay, because where was this? Where was this British battalion during the dogfight? It wasn't close by. No, but they said they saw the dogfight happen. They saw and the they saw the German happen. plane crash, crash land. Yeah. So they started coming towards the crash. So then now that brings up the next problem. Why weren't they there in time to stop Will being stabbed? No, 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 no. So they, Will got stabbed as soon as the plane crashed. Because they pulled the they pulled him out, he got stabbed. Yeah. yeah. And, and then out. the battalion is running towards the crash as soon as they see it happen. No, the battalion so I is think driving towards the crash. But they're driving, whatever. I but they get there... Because they're trying to get to the crash. So I figure it wouldn't be that long for them to get there after Will dies. Because they're coming towards the crash. We're getting caught up in semantics. We're getting yeah. caught up in okay. semantics. Yeah. I, I generally believe that time didn't work mm-hmm. like that in this movie. I, I interpreted it as a time jump. Okay. But yeah, I, think it's, I think it's loose. We it can let, yeah. It we could be let let either way. What I, what I want to mention is this part is still like 35% into the movie. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Now, so <laughs> who died? Thomas dies. And Thomas is the guy who knows the map. Like, yeah. Yeah. the Thomas map is, is drenched in blood. Yeah. How does Will know the way? There's no map. 
the what's that? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they left the map. Right. No, no, they left the, the letter. Map. The no, letter is the letter. Was... No, he threw away something though. He brought something in his pocket, which was drank them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that a map? It was a map. It was a. I think it was a map. Because he tried to look at it and it was like drenched, and he threw it away. So like, how does this guy know how to go to remaining sixty-five percent of this movie? So he that's where he kind of goes to the old like you know he's looking for trees that lead to a river. No, he's looking for a river that leads to the trees that leads to the front line. Because he, he genuinely knew he had a rough idea of where yeah. he was going. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, this is only two miles. That's yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not actually a huge amount of distance to find something right. when there are horizons that you can see. Exactly. For, which yeah. is true. Right. So eventually, you know, they also got a ride. Yeah. They also <laughs> got a ride. Yeah. So you know, the the battalion comes in. You know, that's where we meet Mark Strong, and he's like, "Oh, like you know, I'm sorry about your friend, but like we can make your journey easier by taking you like you know a decent mile of the way or whatever." So he gets into the the convoy with the new soldiers that he meets, and then you know this part I kind of this was good acting from you know the actor who plays Will because the <coughs> convoy gets stuck in some mud, and then you know he's he's like it, it starts out with him as the only person who's literally trying to push yeah. the truck he's out desperate. of the mud. He's desperate to keep going, um, and then you know the rest of the soldiers are like, okay, come on guys, let's help him out. You know, family. Yeah, you know <laughs> all about that family. You know. <laughs> So eventually they all, you know, they use all their effort and eventually they kind of get the truck out. And then, you know, they're kind of like uh, the other soldiers kind of sympathize with them and tell them, like, we really hope you make it, you know, to the yeah. battalion in time, man, you know, all of that. Um, and then they find out that the bridge that the convoy is supposed to cross is broken. Mm-hmm. Right. So Will decides, OK, well, I have to keep going on my own anyway. So um, he balances on the beam on the side of the bridge cool. and he's trying to which was pretty cool. That's cool yeah. cinematography as well. And he's trying to, like, you know get across uh this was this part this was my second biggest part we're getting to my biggest part so this was kind of where the movie started getting shaky for me but he's on the bridge right the bridge has collapsed inwards so like the middle of the bridge is basically broken so you have like one side bent in the other side bent in downwards um and then he you know he almost gets shot by a sniper atop a tower on the other side of the bridge this is where a second character should have died Yes. If, if we had multiple. Group. Yeah, yes. that would have really helped the tension. Exactly. So, you know, he's kind of, you know, trying to huddle and, like, run across the bridge. And, like, he falls into the river that, mm-hmm. you know, that over our, like, that's underneath the bridge. And then he hides himself kind of underneath the bridge where, like, the bridge kind of inclines against the bank. Yeah. This sniper is on a tower. Exactly. Yet the bullets were somehow Coming getting in. towards Will. What angle was this sniper holding the gun to get to Will? I thought it made pr- I thought it made perfect sense. Really? Play. No, there was a little staircase. Because there was also stairs yeah, going up as well after go. the bridge too. Mm. That's an awkward angle to shoot. So. I think <laughs> if we go back to my weird idea of like time not working, you could assume maybe the sniper's running around. No, but here's but the thing: I, sh- I shouldn't have to assume. No, that's like, the problem. You know? No, that's the problem with this movie. Then. Right, right. That's not on, we shouldn't assume. But right. That's the problem. With the, mm-hmm. uh, the movie didn't mm-hmm. do well then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that happens, and you know, Will kind of finds his way you know up the stairs you know while dodging the the shots the bullets uh this is where like you know we get the whole cliche german um stormtrooper vibes because after this no german soldier ever hits their target um yeah from this point on no german soldier hits a target um and then he runs up the stairs of the tower and then you know he sneaks in and then he you know Kicks open the door, shoots the him and the German soldier shoot at the same time, 
and then you it's know pretty cool though, I think, yeah. yeah that was that was a cool part too there's some level of tension mm-hmm. there not mm-hmm. a lot but some level and then the german soldier dies and will gets you know dinged on his metal helmet thing yep. or whatever and then he passes out for like eight hours probably eight hours yeah, yeah, yeah roughly eight hours. Long. yeah um so the screen blacks out for a bit then you know he wakes up he's a little groggy and this is where like the beautiful cinematography part takes place because then you have like a bunch mm-hmm. of flares going up and like a bunch of like you know bombings happening and i, I think per- maybe apparently there had been like a battle that took place maybe he was asleep the entire time i don't know um who was shooting at him though like a chopper that was no that was a german so he he comes down the tower and then like a random German soldier sees him again, and then they start trying to shoot at him, and he's running. the town was full of German soldiers. The town was yeah, full of Germans, yeah. yeah. So he's running, and then, you know, this German misses, like, five to six times, maybe even seven. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of slides into, like, an underground room yeah. type thing. And then this this is the part of the movie that agitated me. Because <laughs> he so gets in there. <laughs> there's a French woman, and the baby that she found there, who apparently have been surviving there on their own for a while, right? And then, you know, he sees the baby and he's like, oh, like, take all my food. So he takes out all the bread and whatever that he and Thomas found earlier in the bunker. And then and the milk. she goes, the baby only drinks milk. <laughs> and where did he find and milk? He, he happened mm. to have milk and gave it. <laughs> also, I mean, that woman should have taken the bread anyways. I think she did. Anyways. No, she took a little bit. Probably, yeah. So eventually, you know, he gives the baby the milk and then, you know, uh, after a while he's holding the baby and he starts, you know, giving, telling the baby like a, uh, a poem or whatever. They kind of like monologues on, yeah, monologues on his personal life or whatever. And, you know, that was the part where I look at Uchi and I'm like, okay, dude, like, let's hurry this up. Yeah. Uh, that was an unnecessary sequence in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like extremely the unnecessary. The sequence was there to try to humanize and also like to provide whoa. some dialogue for, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, make yeah. it look like, oh, this is the reality. People are still, like, yeah. struggling in the cities and mm-hmm. towns, you know? Oh, so yeah. eventually, you know, he asks her for directions. You know, how do I get to the to the river that leads to the trees or whatever? And she tells him where to go. And, you know, he the same German, I guess it might no, be it's the a same. It's Germans. a different group of Germans. Yeah. He comes out again and finds a different group of Germans. Uh, one of them's drunk and, you know, throwing up at the corner somewhere. And then the other one is a younger, much younger German. Will holds his mouth and, and you know, he's kind of like, you know, don't say anything and I'll, like, let you live. Which is, again, this is what killed Thomas in the beginning. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> the problem with all this is they're trying to make them look like the good guys? Yeah. Like, they don't want to kill when it's kind of counterintuitive yeah, to their exactly. uh, mission. Like, it would be easier if he just killed him and went. And went, yeah. But eventually, he still, still kills him anyways. Like, yeah. So, he kills him eventually and then keeps running. And then he gets to the river. Uh, he jumps jumps into the river and then you know he avoids death multiple times again with because a bunch of rocks in the way and then he falls down a waterfall survives survives that and then you know climbs over a bunch of fake looking co- corpses by the way they all look like mannequins too. yeah they did. did they I, 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 I think they, they look pretty good I though. thought they looked yeah. really I thought they looked like bloated corpses yeah. bloated. Yeah, like they, 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 they didn't waterfall. look yeah. lifelike because yeah. they were dead they were dead they were dead they lost on that though yeah so you know he climbs out of that and then he finally finds the 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 
the final wave of that first battalion. Yeah. He doesn't uh, know it, though. He doesn't know yet, though. Yeah. So, you know, he sits down, listens to, you know, the dude singing the song that uh, Shay likes. Um, coming <laughs> home. It's <laughs> yeah. a pretty good song, though. Exactly. It was a good sequence. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, he's like, oh, I have a message for, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, <laughs> and uh, the rest of the soldiers are like, oh, like, he's up ahead, like, you were with the first wave. And then he's like, oh, my God, oh, no, I need to get there. So he runs through the trenches. He's asking all of the soldiers randomly, like, I need to get to this general. I have an important message. They're all like, oh, he's up ahead. He's up ahead. He's up ahead. And then eventually he he's kind of blocked off by a bunch of other soldiers. And this is where you get the sequence. The, yeah, because he's the first soldier to actually go out of the trenches and run laterally yeah. to get to the other side that was cool yeah and that was like th- really cool the music was great in that you know he's he's missing a, uh, a bunch of the mortars are missing with the shrapnel mm-hmm. flying everywhere and the shrapnel's getting to everyone else but not him um but again <laughs> we would have benefited from one final character yeah. death right here <laughs> come on i feel like it would have slowed down the movie though honestly i feel like if you had just off somebody and not <laughs> slowed the movie down, yeah. that would have been like ice cold. Yeah, but it I really, that actually would have been really cool because like if some, the message, if right? the message yeah. is more important mm-hmm. than this one yeah. person, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like you're running, running, person died, but then the character just and keeps that going. Really, like, really would have captured yeah. more, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it just happens so fast, and you don't have the you chance to yeah. like dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eventually, you know, he runs to the other side. A bunch of like soldier guards try to stop him from getting in. He shoves them out the way and jump like goes into the war room. And it's kind of like, I have an urgent letter for you. And then, you know, Ben Cumberbatch eventually, uh, he's stubborn at first, but eventually he reads it. And then he's like, okay, well, like, we'll, we'll reconvene and attack another time. Uh, and then they call off the attack and, you know, his, you know, his journey is almost at an end because he still ne- needs to find Thomas's brother. Um, and then he goes to the, the infirmary area thinking Tom, uh, Thomas's brother might have died because he was part of the first wave that actually ran in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he finds Thomas's brother actually like being one of the uh, head corporals who kind of tells where the injured, yeah. where to go and stuff. Um, and you know, and this was good. Like this Thomas, was though. fantastic acting from the actor who plays Thomas's brother, though. Because even when he's like, oh, yeah, I was sent with your brother. He's like, oh, you know, where is where is Thomas? Like, where's that rascal? And then there's you that know? slow realization. Yeah, and then, you know, he's oh, like, you no. know, Thomas, did he got stabbed by a German pilot. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, like, he w- he wasn't scared when he went, you know, and all of that. And then eventually Thomas's brother kind of loses it a bit. He cries and, uh, you know, he shakes Will's hand and tells him thank you. Um, and then Will kind of goes, sits by a tree and looks at pictures of his daughter and and, and his it girls at home and, and then Raps roll, the movie roll there, credits yeah. yeah I kind of like that part of the movie so it's like a now what you know scene mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. okay now what yeah you know? exactly <laughs> it's so going it's back to like the style of the movie of him by the tree yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly because they did start by a tree in the yeah. beginning of the movie there were two of them yeah so yeah that was that. that's pretty much the end of the movie um, the films that we review are reviewed on a coordinate system well using a coordinate system anyways do we get a map uh, <laughs> do we get a map? No, <laughs> Lance Corporal Michael. You <laughs> should look at the information and then go. <laughs> oh, don't get a map. Um, so we have, you know, north, south, east, west, for those of you who may or may not know your coordinates. Um, <laughs> those are directions. <laughs> those are directions. No, no coordinates. You know. Do you, you not know, know your coordinates? Find the river, go to the tree. Anyways, <laughs> um, north would represent good writing. South would represent bad writing. East would represent good cinematography or style. Just 
everything else cast whatever and west would would uh signify bad um cinematography or style so a movie that's like northeast would be good writing good style a movie that's southwest would be bad writing bad style and then you know you can kind of work in the middles as well so uh we will start with michael again michael what's your verdict between the tree and the river uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I figured that it had a uh, quite good cinematography yeah. um i really did enjoy the way that they shot it to really amplify the sense of tension mm -hmm. um and terms of the writing i'm indecisive yeah. because it the writing did what it was meant to do in terms of anxiety right for me mm -hmm. but i didn't think i thought the story was like middling right right uh it was a middling story with brilliant execution mm -hmm. um so I, I don't like giving specifics uh, <laughs> so that's my opinion yeah interpret as you will <laughs> so you're you're going for like a more like, like east slightly east, slightly east north. north yeah, yeah. A little okay mid. would you right so Cinematography, absolutely brilliant. I mm -hmm. love the way this movie was shot. I thought it looked amazing at times. Mm -hmm. um, writing, plot was, we say the plot was so, so boring. It was good where it needed to be good. The characters were kind of weak. Right. Um, there's no sense of like care for them. Right. You know? So I am going to probably go with Michael. It's going to be like an east, a little north. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Shay, I'm. I'm. You probably can't tell, but I love this movie. Like I'm yeah. excited for the movie. Right? <laughs> I'm like a pointing northeast star. Like it's, northeast. Yeah, like, okay. Like, I know it's got. You guys say the writing was not good, but listen, it's a story, right? There's yeah. only so much you can add to the story, mm -hmm. right? I know it's not a real story, right. right? But like you know, there's only so much you can make up. Right. Right? That, that's kind of what I feel like. It was told properly, and of course, you know, nobody can argue about cinematography. It should probably win the Oscar for that. Right. Um, it, it is great. Like mm -hmm. I, I love this movie. I would give it a northeast. Northeast. That's huh. right. Okay. I'm gonna be kind of really done <laughs> this movie just because I think there's better movies that deserved more of the awards. But I would go just purely east. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. all east. Because writing-wise, they could have been better. It just, they could have done a much better job. But cinematography-wise, beautiful. Like, if I could replay that one scene with the flares and, you know, when he wakes up after being knocked out for eight hours, like, that, that was an amazing scene. Very artistic. It looked very cool. So, yeah, I give it, maybe, maybe uh, I could change my mind and say maybe slightly north, but like a nine-degree north angle. But... <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Um, all right, so go see the movie. Uh, you've you've heard our opinions. Go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, let us know what you think about it on our Instagram page, which is actually at Northern Critic UMFM. Uh, so that's where you can kind of follow us and kind of get a better sense of what we're reviewing next. Uh, what are we reviewing next? Next week is my choice, and I'm throwing out Uncut Gems on Netflix. Uncut Ooh, Gems. Okay. That's what we're going to review next time. So, yeah. Um, does any of you have any closing words? Because real good. The Oscars are February 9th. The Oscars <laughs> are February 9th? <laughs> the Oscars are I February 9th. So I'm not going to watch them today. <laughs> I'll read about them online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll read like the hate that gets online on like Reddit the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening in, and we will catch you next week. Bye.